Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance, our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Oh, we're jam-packed. Coming up today, one sport will never be the same again. Another has just lost its freaking mind. We've got the coaching carousel, we've got billions of baseball dollars, and we have an NFL coach siding with the media against his own team. All that and more, this is going to be good. Let's go. Here we go! Only one place to start. Oh, and the one place to start is with the delightful Kimberly Martin, our own Kmart, good enough to stick around in studio with the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Uh, As we finish up Get Up this morning, and I'm always appreciative. How are you, Kmart? Hello, hello, hello. I'm fabulous. All right, so let's dive into it because there's so many places to go. You were in Cincinnati for the Steelers and Bengals on Sunday, and so you witnessed up close and personal. I'm going to play the Mike Tomlin sound a little bit later, but for those who don't know what this is, basically Ryan Clark on Get Up Monday just assailed Mm -hmm. the Steelers defense, went after them, called them soft and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And normally you expect the coach – to come out and rip the media person. Yes. Uh, and again, RC played for Tomlin, but yes. either way, and certainly defend his guys. Right. Tomlin kind of took RC's side in all of that. What did you see up close and personal? Uh, up close and personal, a whole lot of nothing from the Steelers, uh, especially defensively. I saw a team get the road team come in acting like, okay. Yeah, we're going to throw some things at them. We're going to stop Joe Mixon. We're going to keep Joe Burrow off his mark. And instead, they had no answer for anything the Bengals were doing. And you, you got the sense, like, even talk, I was there. So talking pregame to assistants, coaches, people just on the Steelers, you felt like, okay, the Steelers are actually going to come out and beat some tail. Like, they're, like, they're fired up. They just had lost to the Chargers on the road. They had mm-hmm. come back. And you thought, okay, th- this team, they've got T.J. Watt back. Alex Highsmith is back. Two guys that did not play in week three when they lost to the Bengals. And instead, yeah, they just got run just Well, out you were the telling building. me about Mike Tomlin and how excited he gets oh, for this man. game. Yes. So Mike Tomlin, for fans that don't know, I'll take you behind the scenes. AFC North football, huge. Those division games, huge for Mike Tomlin. He will literally throw his big euphemism for the division battles is we're in the kitchen now. It's hot, guys. It's getting hot. These are, the mo- these are the matchups that he loves. So he throws a picture of the fire on the screen. It's like, all right, guys, let's go. And that intensity did not travel to Cincinnati. It was left in Pittsburgh because that team, and that's the shame of it because these are the games that really do count more. These are the division rivalries that we expect these games to be competitive. We expect, you know, they beat the Browns. They they'd lost to the Bengals previously. You thought, okay, this is the revenge game, and they had no juice. Greeny and Kmart with us here in our studio, giving us the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. We also spent some time this morning on Get Up talking about Aaron Rodgers. Right at the end of our program, we got to the bottom of it. Because when he did the (laughs) McAfee show this week, you could see that he shaved the beard. And also, because he was wearing a hat, it looked to me like maybe he had cut his hair also. I can't believe he shaved the beard. Like, that's... When, when you're so good that you don't mind tempting fate, like, That's like hot, yeah. I'm the kind of person, if, if everything is going well, don't like, rock you don't boat. change anything, right? Mm-hmm. When I'm watching a game, like when the Jets actually used to play games that mattered, <laughs> when, when the Jets are playing, if they were winning, I wouldn't let anyone in the room move. Like, you're not allowed <laughs> to move from your spot on the couch. If you have to go to the bathroom, you're out of luck. Mm. And you're sitting right where you're sitting <laughs> until something goes wrong. Because when things are going good, we're all staying where we are. Uh, but anyway, yes. the point of it is, I believe Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the league. Mm-hmm. 
two weeks ago, we were saying, and I think in a quite a serious tone, no one will vote for him. He's yeah. a pariah, all this yep. kind of stuff. He's, he is at the he center. He definitely felt that way, yep. I, I think there were people who felt that way. Two weeks later, I, I think don't that matter. is, I don't even remember it anymore, candidly. COVID what? He it, had co- what? He's just what? Yeah. so freaking good, Yes, K-Mart. He is, that's why when you said on, on Get Up, you know, um, yeah, I could not roll my eyes at that, that assessment um, that Aaron Rodgers could be the MVP because he is that talented. Because despite it all, this, this is a Packers team that, every, despite everything that happened in the offseason, the questions about what is his future, we don't care about that right now. Mm-hmm. Because this is a team that is built with him at the head to potentially win the Super Bowl. That is how, no matter what's happened, and that's the beauty of having somebody as good, as ger- generationally talented as an Aaron Rodgers. You always have a chance um, to win it all. He turns 38 tomorrow. Right now, it looks to me like he and Brady, are, they're on a collision course yeah. again. And we'll see where that game is played, you know, based upon what winds up happening mm-hmm. the, the rest of the way. Those, it feels to me right now, with all the respect in the world to Arizona, they've had a great year. And, and I think they're a really good team. Yeah. But it feels to me like it is setting up for Tom Brady against Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. So on our show today, on on TV this morning, I asked Tim Hasselbeck, pick a good destination for Russell Wilson next year. And he said the Giants. Giants, yeah. That interested me. They have two first-round picks, so they certainly have the ammunition to make a trade Mm -hmm. there if they want to. What do you think? Do you believe they are going to go clean slate and start things over again and get in the Russell Wilson sweepstakes? I think they'd be crazy not to. That's, that's one thing. Should they? Yes, they should. There are a lot of teams that should be all in on trying to get a Russell Wilson if possible. Um, it's funny because I think last week I was on first take and we debated whether the Giants are a destination franchise. And shockingly, Stephen A. and I ag- agreed that they are not just because it's been a decade since – they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is a franchise that's trending downward, despite how many times they try to address this offensive line. Um, but if they get Russell Wilson, and not that to make it about the wife, but Sierra yeah. is a recording artist. Mm-hmm. I'm from New York City. There, there is a magnetism about this place. Mm-hmm. Anybody, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere, right? Um, I, think it'd be, I think it'd be a great situation for Russell. He'd instantly be adored. The Giants finally would have a, a great quarterback. Um, but I actually would have – I'm intrigued by it. I actually would have said the Saints, personally. But the Giants are one of those sneaky, like, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. could you not see that entire – just the whole outlook on the franchise. John Mara is desperate, desperate to get the QB right, to get this team back to what we know as Giants football because they still are living off that Super Bowl. And it's been a long time. I've like had 19 jobs since they actually won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. So it, a lot has changed since um, they were good. The, those two Super Bowl wins against Brady's Patriots. Mm-hmm. But the last one, the second one, that's the last playoff game they've won. Yes. So you're right. It has been a very long time. I, I think for some of the reasons you described, though, for someone like Russell Wilson, it is a destination franchise, which is to say, I think if you're Russell Wilson, you think anywhere I go, we're good, mm-hmm. right? The, the, the whole we're not good enough anymore, that goes out the window with me. There are some pieces there. I mean, there's a bunch of receivers there in right. theory. In theory. Saquon. Uh, what about the O-line? He's, he was frustrated by the O-line in Seattle, I like know. in him having to scramble for his life. 
he's going to be running yeah. here. That's for sure. I mean, no, every single year, the Giants address their offensive line, and every year it gets yeah. worse. I don't know how that's possible, but that, that is what seems to happen. I right, one more thing for you um, here, and, uh, and, and that is let's talk about uh, the Cowboys. And They play tomorrow night against the Saints, and we had a pretty interesting little debate this morning mm-hmm. about whether or not the expectations for the Cowboys have changed. A month ago, we were talking Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Since then, they've lost three out of four. They yep. lose to Kansas City, which is a respect. And they played a respectable game, but mm-hmm. they get pounded by Denver. Mm-hmm. They, they, they lose to the Raiders on Thanksgiving. Now, we can explain it away to all the injuries and yes. all the guys they're missing yes. and all the rest of that. I'm asking you, the way you look at the Cowboys right now, has it adjusted to where, yeah, they're going to win the division? Because the division is bad. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we were talking about a month ago. Right. They still look like a Super Bowl team to you? They do, which is why when I do get up and I do first take, I say each week is a big game. This is, there is pressure every week. And, mm-hmm. and I understand um, the argument that mathematically they could lose this game and still be fine. I get that. But the issue is, for me, the expectations have not changed, nor should they. Because, uh, you know, on Get Up, we we're talking about the injuries that the Cowboys have sustained. Of course. But other teams, to your point, like the Ravens, they lost a ton of guys. And they might win ugly, but they still find ways to win in a variety of ways. And that's what you want to see, the Cowboys. They were 5-1 and one before the bye. Um, and they've lost three of the last four. They are still a very good team. And, yes, they have injuries. Mike McCarthy, the COVID situation now. But this is a, team, this is a Saints team that could beat them. Mm-hmm. Despite all their QB issues and all that, Sean Payton is a damn good coach. That's why, it, it, to me, it's a must win. That's why next week – must win because, yes, Super Bowl or bust, except you do still have to win the division. And right. to do that, you still have to win these games. Yeah, this, this is the time of year where we're going to start figuring out exactly what's what. Right. Um, and I think I, I agree with you that I think we're still in a everything is fine with yeah. Dallas circumstance. If they should lose Thursday night, Friday morning is going to be mayhem on Get Up and on <laughs> this program. Green, can't wait. And I'm here for all of it. Well, you know, if there's one, I, that's my one philosophy in life. Uh, th- th- you cannot talk too much about the Cowboys. Oh, no, sir. And, and we will see if they give us a reason to. Kmart, thank you so much for hanging out. It is always. Where do you have? What do you have this weekend? Oh, guess what? I'm back in Ohio, guys. Back to Cincinnati. On to Cincinnati. Again, Chargers. Chargers, so Herbert, Bengals. Burrow. That's a very good game. Yes. And uh, then I've got the Thursday night game, Steelers. We talk about the Steelers mm-hmm. a lot today at Minnesota. Wow, so you got a, a lot of travel. Yeah, a lot, a lot of warm weather places, so that's cool. That's, that's, that's great. <laughs> Can't they ever send you no, to Miami? No, no, because Darlington, Jeff Darlington, he's too soft. I, so I sit there and I, I watch your Instagram, there. and every single week, the two things that I look forward to, I, I recommend the uh, Kimberly as a great Instagram follow. One, I like to see the Jays. You always yes. have the Jays everywhere <laughs> you go. But then two, now you're just freezing. Everywhere you go, you're freezing. <laughs> People love seeing reporters out in the elements. People text me, oh, you look so cold. Guess right, I am. Yeah, My right. face is frozen. Yeah, yes. and you just have to stand there, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, you're basically just standing there. Though. You, you watch the game from the press box, though, right? You're not I on do. the No, you're, on, you're outside from like 7 or 7.30 to about 1. In the morning? In the morning, yeah. Because yeah. you're there doing all the hits for yes. all the morning shows mm-hmm. on ESPN. Sports Center, ESPN. That's, yeah, that's yeah. worse because yeah. there's no one else out there. No. It's like having covered these emptiness. games. When the game is actually going on, at least there's some action. Things are happening. The stadium is filled with people. Mm-hmm. It feels a little warmer. 7.30 in the morning No, uh, in, in Cincinnati, Dead. Dead. Is, that's about as cold a place as you could possibly be. <laughs> All right. We will, we will uh, look forward to that. Hey, if you're a business owner, it can be tough to hire top talent. But when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, you get qualified candidates sent to you. 
then you can easily invite your top choices to apply. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. Do it now to try ZipRecruiter for free. All right, we're just getting started. Coming up next, my takes will include the most angry I've ever been about the idiocy that is our favorite sport. That is next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. And as we bring together the assembled members of the hashtag crew today, hashtag Bubba, hashtag Nuno, who is going to be in his glory, and then most importantly, hashtag Hembo, who is paying off the wager today. Hembo lost his bet on the Eagles versus the Giants and is thus wearing what appears to me to be a Saquon Barkley jersey today, and he looks exactly as upset about it as everyone would want him to be. How are we doing, Hembo? Not well. Not well. I thought, in fact, I was going to get away with not doing this, but last night we got in bed, and Lizzie said to me, my wife said to me, aren't you supposed to wear a Giants jersey to work tomorrow? And I said, yeah. Yeah, I am. So she crawled out of bed. She found this in her closet. Well, I guess she just wore this to the game on Sunday, and I'm wearing this. What, I am what, not part, too- of, what part of her not remembering it Gave you the impression you were going to get away with it. It's not her with whom you made the wager. No, it's not. You, you, you somehow tasked her with getting you the jersey, but the wager was made with Nuno. So had you not worn it today, let me be clear, you would not have gotten away with that under any circumstances. I would not have. Is that clear? I guess it must be. Look, I was hoping that it would just sort of be forgotten because, honestly, mm-hmm. not only do I hate the Giants, I even hate this color blue. So to have to, like, <laughs> these are ma- like, massive two six. Like this, everything about this stinks. I mean, I hate the Cowboys, but this is this is as humiliated as I've been doing something on. As this show. an Eagle fan, mm-hmm. who do you? Oh, those, I love the rivalries in that division. Which is your most hated rival? Uh, the, the Cowboys are the most hated rival, and I think. I can speak on behalf of probably 80% of Eagles fans that say That so. you hate them more than the Giants. Yes, because even when the Cowboys aren't good, everyone pretends they are good, and right. their fans stink, and their fans right. are almost none of them are even from Dallas. Like, so no. you hate, uh, but you're saying is you hate Bubba more than you hate Nuno. I hate Bubba more than Nuno, yeah. But not today, because it is a wager with Nuno that you lost. Nuno, how do you feel about the jersey that uh, Mr. Hembo was I rocking? Mean, he looks comfortable in that. <laughs> uh, it, it looks good on you, especially uh, you and Saquon. You're a Pennsylvania guy, right? So that whole Penn State thing. So you look like you've done this before. No. Like, you, no. like you've lost the, either you've lost the bed or you've just, you know, when Lizzie's not there, you throw on the jersey to see how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> Something of that nature. He tries it out. Right. So let's see if I understand. What you're suggesting is that when his wife is not home, he privately wears her clothes. But in this case, the clothes we're talking about are New York Giants. <laughs> Can you confirm or deny that? Yes. 
I'm getting this worst from my in-laws. Like we have this long this text chain that I'm on, obviously with with Lizzie's side of the family. But you know, we talk about all sorts of different stuff. And this whole week, I've been getting it. Like this, it's not just from Nuno. It's not just from you guys. Mm-hmm. It's them. Yeah, I mean, you guys lost the Giants. It was a pathetic game. And what I do gave, you expect to and happen? I gave you six and a half points, right? Like yes. I was so into this. Do you want to do a bet on the Jets next? Week? And it turned out they won. <laughs> You're playing the Jets, right? Yeah. You're gonna have to give me three touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, Hembo's lo- let's be Hembo's lost every. He lost to me. He lost. He's the Eagles have lost every time he's bet. I so honestly, might want to consider it. That's true. Earlier in the show. What yeah. could I get? What kind of odds? Well, let's. I want to get to a few other things today, but I, I wanted to just make sure everyone. <laughs> I, <forgot laughs> I wanted to make everyone could see. Our TV crew is putting up a, a, a oh, picture God. of of Hembo smiling like a homicidal lunatic whilst wearing a cowboy hat. Um, which is worse, wearing the cowboy hat or wearing the Saquon jersey? Wearing my wife's jersey is worse. I think it, it, it I seems think to worse. fit you. Well, you always get these big. Like these are these are these are supposed to be like huge because you're going. To, you know, obviously she usually wears them over pads. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and what you do not have? Do you have the quads? Do you have like the the Saquon Barkley quads? <laughs> the Saquon quads? Yeah. No. You don't seem to have that. No, no, no. All right. Let, let's turn our attention then to what I was uh, teasing before our break. I'm sorry. What? 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 I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? All right. For, for I'm sorry what here, I'm going to make this my rankings reaction, which is brought to you by Wendy's. It's better breakfast o'clock at Wendy's. So get a bacon or sausage, egg and cheese biscuit for just one dollar. Um, Gary Barta is the chair of the selection committee. And it isn't his fault that he was forced to say this on television last night. But so Notre Dame, right, they lose their coach. He takes $95 million to go down to LSU. God bless him. I've said it before. These guys, they should be able to go where they want to go. Now that the players can do the same, now that there is a transfer portal, for any of you who weren't with us yesterday, I said that pre-transfer portal, if, if any of the Notre Dame players who wanted to play for Brian Kelly were told, okay, if you want to go play someplace else now, you have to sit out a year and lose a year of eligibility, which was the rule for like 100 years, I would be standing on a desk screaming today. But that is no longer the case. It, everyone has a chance to go do whatever they feel is in their own best interest, and that's, it's called American business, so I don't have a problem with it. However, you do feel a little sorry for the players on that team that came to play for this coach, and it doesn't go their way. Now they're sitting there watching their names pop up on the selection thing last night. They're six. They need to get into the top four. I think they have a real chance Alabama could very well lose. Alabama's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Now, both Hemo and I kind of think they're going to win, but let's just live in a world. There's certainly a real chance they lose. Oklahoma State is playing a very good Baylor team. There's a real chance they lose. Cincinnati's playing a sneaky good Houston team. There's a real chance they lose. If we have a couple of losses in front of them, Notre Dame has a real chance to at least be in a group of teams that are being considered for the final spot. And the selection committee guy said last night, the fact that their coach left does work against them. Now, the way the protocol works in the college football playoff is after the championship games are all done, for our final rankings, if the committee sees or deems that uh, there, there is a player or a coach who won't be playing or participating and the committee deems that uh, it's likely to affect the uh, outcome, then the committee can use that as another criteria. Okay, again, I don't blame you, Gary. You're just telling us what the rules are. But of all the indignities, of all the gall, we're now going to decide how we think this impacts this team 
and gauge whether or not they can win the championship. This is figure skating. This is gymnastics. This is the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show. We're now allowing judges to decide things that should be settled on the field. Look at the body of work that Notre Dame did and decide for yourself. Now, you want to argue they don't belong in because at at this moment they don't have a win over a ranked team, and they won't have one because they don't play again. So they haven't beat a team that finishes up ranked. Their two best wins are Wisconsin and Purdue. That's fine. That's a totally different conversation. But the fact that their coach left, and we're now going to make our own assumptions about the impact that would have on them, is so ludicrous, I don't even know what to say. The system of utilizing a a, a group of people to select teams that get to play for the championship is in and of itself ridiculous. Makes for great TV. It's great for me. I'm delighted for it. I'm delighted. We, I watched the thing last night. I sat there for a half hour and watched Reese and Herbie and, and Pollock and Joey and all of them talking back and forth. I love it. I'm all in on that. But it's a ludicrous way to pick a champion. It's just ludicrous. So you're telling me that one of the criteria, one reason why Notre Dame might not get the chance to play for the championship is because their coach left for more money. Just allow that to rattle around in your head for a second and tell me in what universe that makes sense. In what world is that fair? These players just put together their season. Isn't it supposed to be about them? At least a little? A little. So to me, that makes no sense at all. I would also remind everyone that the first year that there was a college football playoff, Ohio State wound up on their third quarterback, fellow by the name of Cardell Jones, because of a bunch of injuries, well, two injuries to be specific, to their starter and their backup. The committee put them in the playoff anyway, which was the right thing to do based upon their body of work. And oh, by the way, they won the national championship. They beat Nick Saban in Alabama in the semis, and then they beat the Heisman winner, Marcus Mariota, in the championship game. So if they, if I hear the words... On Sunday, Notre Dame isn't in because when it came down to all these, we we felt they were in a tie with a bunch of other teams. And one of our data points was that their coach left. That sound you're going to hear is going to be my head exploding on 26th Street. You're going to hear it no matter where you are. I'm going to lose. That would strike me as one of the most unjust things I could ever possibly imagine. Nuno, agree or disagree? I agree with that, but I actually heard KJM talk about this. What happens if Cincinnati loses, Luke Fickle then takes the Notre Dame job Sunday morning? Do they evaluate Notre Dame now with Luke Fickle? I mean, that's the <laughs> ultimate. In, that is the ultimate in all this. The scenario I really like is if Notre Dame makes it and Cincinnati makes it and Luke Fickle coaches against Cincinnati in the playoff. Like Luke Fickle could wind up the coach of Notre Dame and coach against the team he led to a perfect season <laughs> in the playoff. That's where we are now. I mean, the system is the system. That's where we are. And again, if that's what he wants to do, if he wants to take the Notre Dame job, who am I to tell him not to? It, it's a terrible set of circumstances, but it is what it is. The point is, that wouldn't be unfair. <laughs> that, that would be reasonable. I mean, as reasonable as this stuff can possibly be, as reasonable as an unreasonable system can possibly be. What would be totally unfair is if Luke Fickle takes the Notre Dame job and they wind up jumping Cincinnati and then Cincinnati wins this weekend and they put Oklahoma State in ahead of them and they say one of the reasons is that Cincinnati didn't have their coach. 
That would be the exact equivalent to this. That would bother me more. Bubba, agree or disagree with my general take here? I'm with you. It makes absolutely no sense. So I guess in that sense, it makes perfect sense that it's coming from the CFP. What do you think? I'll give you the last word on this. Hembo, go. I disagree with you and Nuno and Bubba. Oh, here we go. I'll tell you why. Of course you do. I'll tell you why. It is not the committee's job to be just and or fair. It's the committee's job to pick the four best teams. And there is no question that Notre Dame, without its head coach, makes them worse. That's like the – it's not – un. How do you know that? How do I? Because would you have said Ohio State on their third quarterback makes them worse? Well, Cardell Jones won the Big Ten championship that game that year, and they won seventy-three like to nothing. Right. Yes, I, I think it was literally. It might have been seventy. <laughs> I mean, Fifty-nine, nothing. It may have I forget what it was. Yeah, but if, if you're dealing in, in the in the world of margins here, small margins, and you're breaking ties. Notre Dame not having its head coach is a massive disadvantage and would work against them. So you'd be penalizing a different team for putting in Notre Dame over them. I, I don't. No, you wouldn't. Yes, you would. How would you yes, be penalizing? Let's say you're putting them in ahead of, I don't know, a two-loss Alabama. Mm-hmm. How are you penalizing Alabama? Because Alabama didn't do what it needed to do. The seasons are the seasons. The bodies of work are the bodies of work. The projections are guesses. Their guesses. Do you know how many times people have gotten the NCAA tournament sheet right on every game? I'll give you a hint. Zero, because no one knows what the heck is going to happen in any of these games. Of course not. Including with or without Brian Kelly. You are taking educated guesses. That's what the whole point of the committee is. And, and, with, with, and using as much data as you have, one of which is one of the top six teams in the country doesn't have its head coach anymore. It has to be a consideration. Uh, it, but... but I don't disagree that the committee taking it into account, given what their responsibility Mm -hmm. is, which is to guess who they think are the four best teams, that that makes sense. Right. But would you then agree that it is a totally ridiculous – it is ridiculous, in my view, to allow that to be part of the discussion. It is so totally unfair, totally unfair – these kids did everything they could do. They played their games. They won what they won. Again, I'm not sitting here arguing for Notre Dame to get in. Mm-hmm. That's a totally different discussion. If you want to say they don't belong in because the one game against a ranked team that they have left on their schedule was the one game they lost and it was at home, fine. I have no problem with that. But the idea that we're going to say we're going to leave them out because their coach left them, do, would you, I get what you're saying about the committee. Mm-hmm. But am I right that it is fundamentally unfair and ludicrous? It is fundamentally unfair and ludicrous, but I'm just not one that sort of sides with the emotional plea, and that's what this is. You know why? It's, a, it's you're, not you're a rational plea. You're a heartless fellow. Oh, very much so. I mean, you are just a, a, a man with no heart. You're a man in a Saquon Barkley jersey I hate my life. with no heart whatsoever. If you're a business owner, it can be tough to hire top talent. But when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, you get qualified candidates sent to you. Then you can easily invite your top choices to apply. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. All right, this was actually a pretty good one. Hembo came up with this one for the TV show this morning. And, and let's do it here. If we treated the NFL the way we treat college football, which is to say if we had a selection show right now, we are doing our own selection show. And it is our job to pick the top four teams in the NFL right now. Who would they be and in what order? Hembo, what was your question? So I'll let you go first. I have the Packers one. I have the Cardinals two. I have the Patriots three and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers four. You're close. (coughs) You're close. 
but you don't have it exactly right. Mm. And again, let the record show by right, I mean what I think. So well, that's there, fair. there is no wrong or right in this, I suppose, but there is because the show is called Hashtag Greenie and you are a mere member of the Hashtag crew. <laughs> so it is my list that, uh, that, that is the correct list. You're close, but you're not quite there. Nuno, do you have a list? Yes, I do. Okay, let's hear your list. Bucks, Packers, Pats, and the Cowboys. Ooh. <laughs> you're very close. You're closer than Hembo, huh. but not exactly right. Hem- uh, Bubba? Give me your list. Uh, Cowboys, 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 Cowboys. Okay, that's no. Good. I actually have one. It's uh, Bucks, Packers, Patriots, Cardinals. Oh, that's pretty good. You're all close, huh. but you're all missing slightly. Let me take a brief break on that thought. I'll come back and I'll tell you what the right answer is. So we will do that, and then I will tell you why one of our most popular sports will never be the same after today. Greeny, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. I asked the question, if you were going to rank all the NFL teams right now, one through four, the way we do with the, you know, the, the college football playoff rankings, I asked these guys to put together their rankings, and then now I will tell you what the actual correct rankings would be, and by correct, I mean mine. And here's the way I decided to do it, because I have the unmitigated goal that the committee has. Mm. I decided I'm not doing it based on what they've accomplished, what their records are. I do it based upon if they were playing it off right now, which four teams I think would win the championship, because that's what the committee does. The committee's telling us Notre Dame lost their coach. That means they can't win a playoff game, so they won't get in. That's what they told us. So I'm doing the same thing. I'm telling you who I think gets in or who I believe have the best chances to win in this order. Number four. Number four. The Kansas City Chiefs. Hmm. Kansas City is coming on. Their defense is playing much better. Mahomes is still brilliant. He has, through a couple of relatively mediocre performances, allowed us to forget who he is, but we will remember that come playoff time. And in a very up-and-down AFC I'll bet on them. Hmm. I'll bet on Andy. I'll bet on Mahomes. That defense is playing better. Right now, I put the Chiefs four with a bullet. By the time we get to the end of the season, I wouldn't be surprised if they're much higher to the top. Number three. Is the Patriots. The Patriots, because they have the three things that travel. They've got a defense, they got a running game, and they have the best coaching. And those are the three things that matter the most in the playoffs. So they don't care if they play you in Buffalo, if they play you in Foxborough, 
That where are the other places these games might be in the AFC? Baltimore. Uh, they don't care if they play them, but they 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 would be delighted to go play them in Baltimore. <laughs> now Baltimore has traditionally had their number. Mm-hmm. The Ravens have always been like the kryptonite to Bill, but this is a very different Ravens team, and they're banged up. I think he'd love to go there. Where else? Cincinnati. These are all cold places, and all the places they may wind up. Kansas City. Unless somehow the Chargers wind up winning that division, which I don't expect, or the Raiders, which I don't expect. All these cold places, I think Bill would love that. Love. Now, I don't know how Mac will handle the cold, right? He's from Florida, right? He probably has not played he many played cold played at Alabama, games. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that's a factor. But one way or another, I like them in that spot. Number two. Two is the Packers, because I think Rodgers has an unbelievable team around him. He finally has the defense. I, I, I put them at number two. I would have been tempted to put them at number one. Number one. But Tom Brady plays for number one. And when they all get healthy, and when they, which is right now, when I think they start to zero in, I go the Bucks number one. I go Brady by an eyelash over Rodgers based on the supporting cast and based on the bra- being Brady of it all. So that is, in my opinion, is the top four teams in the college football NFL rankings. The Bucks one, the Packers two. The Patriots, three, and the Chiefs are four. Next order of business. I'm ready to go right now. Green light, green light with Greeny. Give me the green light. All right, I'm going to give the green light to Hembo to explain what the hell is going on here. So here are the things that I think I know. Major League Baseball's owners are going to lock out their players tonight at one minute before midnight Eastern time because there are such financial squabbles between the two sides. And in the hours and days leading up to it, Owners are spending billions of dollars on player contracts. Someone explain to me how those two things work together. <laughs> it is an ironic juxtaposition, Greeny, because starting, to, uh, starting tomorrow, like you said, and probably lasting for at least a couple months, there will be no offseason because the owners are going to lock the players out. The CBA expires tonight at midnight. But in the meantime, because there was this deadline, so far we've had 46 players signed for $1.7 billion. So obviously... The owners aren't that principled with this financial stance that they're about to right. make. <laughs> and neither are the players or the representatives. Well, who's lying to us here? I mean, the point is, how can we have such, how can the owners look you in the face and say, listen, <laughs> if we don't change the economics of this thing, our sport is doomed. Oh, by the way, we're going to spend $1.7 billion on players this week. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, does that, can anyone help me with, what am I missing? I'm a reasonably smart person. I, I think I understand most things. Those two things don't seem to work together. How is Rob going to get up there in front of everyone and say, listen, on behalf of the owners, we have to change this system because we're, you know, financially we're in all kinds of trouble here. How the hell can you be spending all of this money on these players right before you've locked them out? I don't get it. You're, you're looking at this too rationally in this case. The, 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 the commissioner's office and the, and the union, those sides are much more interested in arguing with each other over the next three months and pointing fingers publicly. That's what we saw all of last year, and that's what we're going to see here for the next few months. But the bottom line of it is, Baseball's economic problems right now are very similar to the ones that there have always been, and they've, generally speaking, always solved them fairly easily, uh, easily Excuse me, over at least the last 25 years or so. But the baseball is in a great place economically. The top players are getting paid, and the owners are more than happy to pay them that money. Okay, so putting that aside, what I said was the sport, as we know, it would never be the same. And that is not because of all the money that's getting spent, because we always see that, and it's not because we have labor trouble, because we've seen that plenty of times. But they're going to do this playoff format, right? And so very quickly run through what it is, because I think I like it. Greeny, the new playoff format would call for 14 teams. 
seven teams from each league to make the playoffs. Now, what's especially unique about this one, the team with the best record in each league would get a bye into the best of five division series. Okay. And so, with the remaining teams, the, you know, the remaining 12 teams, if you will, so the top two divi- the remaining two division winners would get to pick their wild card opponent. So there's going to be a best of three series that starts the playoffs. And the, teams, the, the top two teams that do not get a bye are going to pick who they play okay. among the bottom three wild Let, Let's walk this through. Sure. Let, let's, just, let, let's just make it as clear as we can for everybody. Mm-hmm. In the American League, let's just say this were to happen in the American mm-hmm. League. So let's just, I'm just making up name. The Tampa Bay Rays have the best record. Mm-hmm. They would get a bye right. into the second round of the playoffs. The, the division winner with the next best record, I'm just making this up now, is Houston. That was last year. Mm-hmm. Houston gets to choose which of the remaining wildcard teams they play in the first round in a best of three. Yes, and they would this year choose between the Yankees, the Blue Jays, and the Mariners. And in theory, there would be like a television show where the Astros would say, we want that team. Okay, fascinating. Mm-hmm. Then the next division winner, which last year was the White Sox. That's right. The White Sox would then choose the team they want to play from the remaining wildcards. Correct. And that would then leave two other wild cards to play each other. That's right. That's and those, for them. those would be the three first round series mm-hmm. that are best of threes. Yes. And then the one overall number one seed is waiting for the winner with the lowest record or whatever it is that comes out of that. Right. And we get the the choosing your opponent of it all mm-hmm. and everything else. Right. I, I, is it safe for me to say on these Twitter streets I kind of like it? I kind of do too. Am I allowed to like it? I think you're allowed to like it, even though we're not allowed to like anything with baseball these days. This is really compelling. You get more teams in the playoffs, which I like. A lot of people don't like it. And you also get the drama of this sort of selection show, if you will, that I think has a lot of chance to explode. Are the traditionalists losing their mind over this? Yes, of course. Because they just tend to do that. Of course. That's that's what we have to do with baseball. There's people that just aren't going to like it. And those traditionalists, will likely say, well, this devalues the regular season. And what I would say is, yes, that's true. But it's also true that the benefit from having more playoff uh, games and playoff teams and the drama of the selection show definitely usurp that. All right, I want to talk more about this. Hey, I remind you about the ESPN Daily Podcast with a deep dive into a single story from one of our reporters. It's presented by Supercuts. You can download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily. It's available wherever you get your podcast. All right, much more on this as we go. It's a busy day. Stick around on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greenie the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greenie on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.